Hey there, Wolfpack fans. We thought it'd be a trap game, but this was a tap game, meaning that we tapped some behind and it was embarrassing. We whooped them boys like they stole something. This was a great win, a way to put away a team early, not give them hope, not give them a lot of, of, of confidence at any point in this game. This was a dominating, virtually wire-to-wire win. If it wasn't for the first two points, it would be a true wire-to-wire win. But a 94-66 domination. We're going to talk how it happened, why it happened, what it means, and what we have going on in the future for this team. Grayson, are you ready? I'm ready. I I, I was over at the game, so I just walked back, so I'm fresh out of PNC. Uh, definitely glad to come out of there with a W. Absolutely. And before we get into the game, I have to remind you all that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Trust me. They are the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. Trust me, folks, we've got a great episode ahead. You don't want to miss a minute of it. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Grayson, you were at the game live in real time. I watched the game, and, and this game was a domination. This game was one in which, you know, the, the keys that we talked about were definitely taken care of. My key was starting fast. Jumping on this team early, not letting them hang around and get confidence. And what a way to do so. A 40-8 to eight run after Florida State scores that first basket. How did that happen? Yeah, this, I mean, finally, it feels like we got a game where we are head and shoulders above the competition. And we played like it. We went in and took care of business. So, that was extremely nice to see. Um, there's a couple stretches where maybe it didn't look like that, but to come out of the gates and hit them right in the mouth and continue hitting them in the mouth, Florida State did not know what what was up, what was down, what basket they should be shooting at. Uh, I mean, we just we put it on them. We laid it on thick. Baby T was raining threes in the first half. Defense was outstanding for, I'd say, the first probably – 15 minutes of the first half deflection steals blocks getting down the floor quickly. That was probably the best 15 minutes of NC state basketball we've seen this year. Um, Just, just going out and playing the way we're supposed to play against a team that has had multiple struggles uh, game in and game out. Very, very proud of how we look tonight. Just care of business flat out. And the very interesting thing about this, is if you would have told me some of the circumstances that would happen in this game and the, the told me to guess the final score, there's no way. If you would have told me that DJ Burns would have missed virtually the entire second half with foul trouble, pretty much, because I believe it was, what, the 12-minute mark or so where he picked up number four? Well, it might have been even before that. He missed like a humongous chunk of the second half. So you tell me, hey, DJ Burns is going to miss a, a good chunk of the second half. There will be times where you don't know if Terquavian Smith is on the floor or not. And yet, we still dominate. And don't get me wrong. When Terquavian was hot, he was hot. He was filling up. There was nothing you could do to stop. But there were also times where it was like, 
our offense completely stagnated. And let me not say Traquavion Smith was on the court or not. What I will say is our offense at times did stagnate and get very, very tough there. But it just it, – it's this team, man. They, there's so many guys. There's so many dudes who just make it happen. And one of the unheralded ones that we want to show some love to on this show, LJ Thomas. When Florida State closed that gap from, I want to say, our largest lead was 30, when he, when they cut it down to about 15, Jaquavian's on the bench, DJ Burns has foul trouble, all of a sudden LJ hits a couple timely shots. That puts us in a good position, which he has done time and time again this season. I mean, can you talk about how big he was in those moments where it seemed like our offense couldn't, you know, we had that can't get right in us. And all of a sudden he said, all right, we don't know which way to go offensively. I'll make it easy. Follow me. Yeah, absolutely. I've mentioned this a couple times in a few earlier episodes, but LJ Thomas, I think is the unsung hero of this team so far this year. Um, there were kind of the middle part of that game, the end of the first half. And unfortunately it crept into the second half. We were very stale all of a sudden offensively. Uh, you know, without DJ in there, we looked a little bit lost. Um, I think we've gotten maybe a little too comfortable running the offense through DJ. Not necessarily a bad thing because of how efficient he's been with the basketball. But uh, yeah, I mean, LJ really stepped up and just put the ball in the bucket when we needed a uh, when we needed a bucket. You know, it was kind of there's a lot of dribbling going on with with Traquavion. He I think a lot of times he's looking for a foul call. Probably should have had more foul calls than he was given, but that's you know, neither here nor there. Um, Jarkel was a little dribble happy in this game, although he he filled it up when he shot, but he got a little dribble happy. But, you know, LJ just to come in and, you know, he knows his role coming off the bench. That's very key as a freshman to be this integrated in what we're trying to do as a team. I can't emphasize how enough how impressed I've been with his play so far. And, you know, to a lot of people, seven points, maybe that's not that impressive to you, but as a freshman to come in and put in seven points when nobody else is really doing much of anything that goes a long way for a team like this to have a a freshman that can step up and lead this team for, you know, a couple minutes when we don't know exactly what we're doing. This team can just find ways to continually pound you. And uh, yeah. So shout out LJ. That was, that was awesome to see tonight. And let me talk about another guy that's been a bit of an unsung hero this year that's kind of gotten lost in the mix because he isn't uh, because we have DJ Burns playing the way he's well. First of all, before we talk about this unsung hero, DJ Burns and getting into posting up at the three point line, it's still <laughs> unhinged and it still works. It's I say, still- I say he he does it further and further and further until somebody stops him because I ain't seen nobody that's going to stop him. You know, it's it's so interesting that people often talk about well, if he would just slim down and da 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 da. I'm gonna tell you this. There was a loose ball that um, there was a loose ball that that got away from us. I want to say it was a deflected pass or something like that. And he goes and chases down that ball, and, and the Florida State uh, defender who was was running it down with him had a better angle than him. He just out hustled him to the ball. I'll tell yeah. you what: if you can't stop him on the block, and when it comes to mobility for 50-50 balls, you can get there. Hey. I ain't going to talk about your physique. You know what I mean? I'm a former defensive tackle. I definitely ain't going to say nothing about a little little roundness in the middle there. I just say ain't, ain't in my constitution to do. But DJ has been uh, phenomenal. And because he's been so good, people have kind of lost track of Ernest Ross's improvement this season. 
I mean, defensively, he is not good. He has been phenomenal when he's in the game. He knows where he's supposed to be. He does great things on weak side coming over to help block shots. He does great things in terms of altering shots that don't really go in the stat sheet. But I'm going to tell you this, an altered shot that leads to a defensive rebound is darn near as good as a block. Is darn near, it may not have the same emphatic um, kind of energy that it bring, that a, a really good block brings, but I'll tell you what, when you affect that shot and you make somebody take something that they're really uncomfortable with, and then with this team, when we get out and run, you don't get credited for the points, you don't get credit for the assists, you don't get credit for the rebound, but you started that play. And that has been the case so many times for Ernest Ross this year. If you look at his performance in this game, I want to say his plus minus was like, what, 14 or 15 in 15 minutes, in 15 minutes on the court. So what can you talk about what you're seeing out of Ernest Ross this year for a second? To be quite honest, I kind of hoped I'd see a little bit more of Ernest Ross tonight. You know, I think the only kryptonite he has that I've seen so far is at times he can lose his assignment and tends to get back cut. But if he stays in front of his assignment, he is right in their grill until they either give it up or shoot. He is all over them like white on rice. So, I mean, his his uh, his intensity on both sides of the ball is awesome. And I, you know, uh, when we did go stale, I thought it would have been nice to kind of sprinkle him in the mix uh, a bit more than we got tonight. But he's a guy, I mean... He, you can see him grow before your eyes. The strides he's making this year, you know, building off of the, you know, the couple flashes we saw of him last year before he got injured, he could be something. He could really be something, uh, you know, moving throughout the rest of this year and going into next. I've, uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Ernest Ross. His true freshman year, he showed flashes offensively. This year, he's showing really good stuff defensively. If he can tie what he we saw from him offensively in that freshman year a little bit. Together with what we're seeing now, I very seriously struggle to name a front court that I think would be keeping up with us going forward here. I, I just, it, it'd be a very tough time. And we're going to talk about how we're one of the hottest teams in the conference and, and all that good stuff and where we are in just a second. But before we do, I've got to talk to you all about FanDuel. Folks, it is very simple. This is not hard. It's not rocket science. We're super excited to announce our sports betting partner for Locked On. They're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. And that's why we're so excited about it. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, the point spreads, to who will score a touchdown, you name it. If you want to go rushing yards for Pat Mahomes, pass touchdowns for Jalen Hurts, sacks for the Eagles, if it doesn't matter, they've got the bet for it. That is on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So make sure that you join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. So, Grayson, we're looking at a team that so many people, 
were so down on early in this season. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to say, I hate to be the guy to say I'm right and I told you so, but I did tell people at the end of the day, this team is beyond Keats. We should still root for this team. All is not lost because of a loss or two. I want to say it was like after our loss to Pitt, I, I believe that that was the point where I saw like, Folks just like, oh, my God, this team is giving us nothing to be excited about. It's terrible here. Da, 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 da. Okay. All right. I understand. But y'all do realize you're giving up on the season. I want to say that was what? Eight or nine games into the season? Eight Something or nine like games. That. Yeah, it was, uh, I want to say it was like early December. So that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So eight or nine games into the season. Folks are ready to jump ship already. And all this team has done, figure it out, fight battle figure it out fight battle i mean we we saw a situation where after the pit game we took a l to miami shortly after again folks were like oh well a win at coppin state or a win against coppin state doesn't really matter we don't really care about that yada 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 so on and so forth sure okay great and then we go on from there get a three-game winning streak with a big win over vanderbilt and then after that we take a loss to clemson Nobody knew how good Clemson was at that point. And then we start January. And boy, did we look good in the month of January. Our best January since, what, 1989? That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Grayson nor I were born yet. I'm bald now. That tells you we're, we're, we're old enough. We may not be too old, guys, but we're old enough for my hair follicles to say, I'm not going to work under these conditions. So it's been quite some time. And then the question becomes, well, can they sustain this or are they a flash in the pan? Is this a team that has the ability to go from being the hunter to being the hunted and still make something happen? And we get this done at home. Tell me what this performance means to you. Yeah. I mean, real quick, touching back to the, you know, earlier on, earlier on in the season, uh, you know, I like going to the early games in the year because, you know, at that point, the tickets are still pretty cheap. You know, this year there wasn't a whole lot of people in, in attendance, so I could kind of sit wherever I wanted. But it was cool going to those games because right early on, I could tell that this team was not what we saw last year or even, you know, the years before that. I could tell this team had a different engine uh, under the hood. and But at the same time, I said, well, you know, we're playing the cupcake, so I need to see what happens when we go up against the, the bigger time schools. Well, look around, guys. We're beating them. We're winning. We're 18 and five now. We're getting it done. This team's for real. There's no two ways about it. So, you know, unbelievable effort from Keats turning turning this program around from where we were last year. We're right in the mix. You know, I'm gonna kind of contradict myself by looking at the standings after tonight. We're now at number four in the ACC. We're fourth. That's big. Now, that's not a done deal. We yeah. still have a whole month to play. Yeah. But, y'all, we're here. We're in the mix. We're knocking on the door. But we got to keep I'm getting, tell you this. I keep getting asked, it done. But what more could you want? We're here. This team and, is. This team's legit. And I'll tell you this. I was asked what I thought the ceiling of this team was on Locked On ACC. I was asked what the ceiling of this team was. I said, I mean, at best, I can see him as the sixth, maybe seventh best team in the conference. We're sitting at number four. 
we've exceeded my expectations. The fans that are super duper, the sky is falling every time we lose. You can't tell me this hasn't exceeded your expectations because many of y'all thought the team was going to be worse than I thought they'd be. So at the end of the day, let's continue to show up and show out for this team. Let's continue. I understand it was a 9 p.m. game. I don't know why the ACC keeps playing 9, 9 p.m. Well, actually, we all know why, right? It's the money thing and, you know, all that with ESPN. Sure, whatever. But we need to see butts and seats. This team deserves it. This team deserves it. Basketball is exciting in Raleigh. Again, when I say, hey, the men's team has as good of or a better record than the women's team, that's not a slight to our women because they're still ranked in the top, what, 15 or 20 in the country? 15, yep. They're ranked number 15. This is not saying that our women's team is bad and they're a joke. This is saying that our men's team is balling. Our men's team is doing something that most people would not have predicted in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And this team deserves some love. Let me tell you what this win means to me. This win means that this team is mature enough to handle success. They're mature enough to handle, hey, you're better than them. We know you're better than them. They know you're better than them. But you still got to play the game. An immature team sleepwalks into this game and says, oh, we're better than them. They'll roll over. And then Florida State keeps it close. And the game kind of meanders on. And then maybe T gets hot. Maybe Burns gets hot. And we pull away late. Instead of saying, from jump, it wasn't just offensive that we blew this team out. It wasn't just, it wasn't a situation where Florida State had a ton of open looks that they were just missing. We were not letting guys get to their spots. They were all of their shots. There were two things that showed me how good our defense was. All of their shots were in the last eight seconds or so of the shot clock, or they were extremely well contested. Oh, yeah. There was nothing early, nothing easy. You take away the two E's in basketball, you'll have a good time. Don't let them get anything early in the shot clock. Don't let them get anything easy. And, and we didn't allow either one of those things, which, again, that's indicative of, I'm taking this serious. I'm showing up from start to finish wanting to dominate, which is a sign of maturity to me. Absolutely. I think Keats does a pretty good team of a pretty good job of keeping this team grounded. Um, You know, I I looked at a couple of his post-game comments tonight where he was saying it's a lot easier to coach a team up 30 than down 30. Uh, You know, despite there were some struggles uh, there in the middle of the game where we, we looked like we were kind of, all right, well, this one's in the bag. We're going to get ready for Georgia Tech now. Um, you know, but toward the end of the game, we got DJ back in and things started to pick back up again. Same goes for, you know, winning this game and starting to look ahead now to the weekend. This was a game where we needed to come out, take care of business, and we did it. Now we're on to the next one. Georgia Tech is going to be much of the same. They're not a very good team. They're, you know, they're sitting around the bottom of the conference they need to come in, and we need to give them what they deserve, which is another L, okay? We need to just take it to them same way we did tonight. No funny business. Don't mess around with them. If you mess around too long, they're going to figure out how to beat you. Just handle your business. Don't look at the standings. Just handle your business. And let me tell you this. This is another home game. This is a game against a Georgia Tech team that is coming off a loss to Louisville. To Louisville. Now, for those of you NC State fans who have not been following Louisville this season, 
I'm going to give you a statistical fact that will appall you. Coming into that game against Georgia Tech, according to the Kempom power rankings and all that, they are or they were one of the worst three in the history of Ken Palm rankings. One of the worst three power six teams. So that's Big Ten, SEC, Big East, ACC, Pac-10, 12, whatever, however many teams are there. In the history of Ken Palm rankings, of those conferences, again, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, um, Big East, did I already say SEC? Yep. And uh, wh- who's the sixth one? Who's the sixth one? Who who am I missing? Big Ten, Big East, uh, ACC, Pac-12, SEC, and Big, who am Big I? Big 12. Big 12. There we go. How could I forget the Big 12? The Big 12. Of those six conferences, since the history of the Ken Palm rankings have started, there have only been two teams worse than Louisville that are out of those conferences. Georgia Tech just lost to that Louisville team. Louisville is probably the worst ACC team we have seen in a long time. The team we play on Saturday just lost to them. Don't let let it be you. And let me tell you what that means. That means that they just took a hit in net ranking and all that good stuff. That is like, you were not good to begin with. This still drags you down like an anchor. NC State cannot lose to this team. Do I believe it's a trap game? No. I think that we'll, we have enough and they don't have the horses in the state. But with that being said, again, every game can become a trap game if you go into it with the wrong mindset, if you do not prepare the right way, if you do not look at this game meaningfully and say to yourself, hey, we've still got a job to get done here, every game can become a trap game. And especially this game too, this is our last game before we go on a three-game road stretch, which makes this last home game here even bigger. This is a game that I hate using this word. This is a game that we should win. Yep. There's yeah, no really you, other way to say it. This is a game know, that we should win. Have but to you win. know what? You're not you're not wrong because your next game after this is at Virginia. That's right. That's that's your next game. You're heading up to Charlottesville for the next game. One of the hottest teams in the conference right now. One of the hottest teams. It, it really. If we go back to again the start of January. What is this team? Seven and one. I mean, that's that's what you're looking at here. So you you really have to look at a situation like this and say, we have got to not play with our food here. Go ahead, get them out the way early, and then we can focus on the team that is at the top of the standings. That is going to be a huge task. That is, don't look ahead. Don't don't think to yourself. Oh, yeah, we can kind of sneak some Virginia scout into that. No, you can't. Take care. When you chase two rabbits at once, you catch neither. You catch neither. So with that being said, we're going to wrap this thing up in just a second, but we have to have a quick word from our sponsors. So the women's basketball team is playing uh, Georgia Tech tonight. The men's basketball team playing Georgia Tech Saturday both Georgia Tech teams towards the bottom of the rankings in the conference. What do you think of this game for the women's team in terms of them, you know, hitting their stride, looking like the team that we all thought they should be to some degree? What do you think of their odds going up against this Georgia Tech team that's struggling coming in as well? To be honest, it's a lot of the same message as the men's team. You know, 
this Georgia Tech team, they are not as talented as we are. This is a game that we should have. This is a game that we need to have. Uh, you know, the women's, they're kind of clawing their way back up the standings in the ACC. This is a perfect opportunity to take a win that you should take. Uh, I mean, simple as that. I believe, I think in the Westmore era, they're like 10-1 and one against Georgia Tech. Keep it rolling. Just keep it rolling. There's no reason to fool around with a team that's not as good as you, especially at this point in the season where a loss like this will hurt your resume if you allow it to. Go in there. It's it's on the road, which, you know, it's tougher than a home game, obviously, but right. no excuse. Go in there. Let them have it. Come back with a, uh, a W. But you know what? And, and here's the thing that I find so interesting about this, this game in particular, all right? You're going on the road against Georgia Tech after a huge win. This is not the NC State teams of old. This is not the NC State teams that we saw in the past that, you know, had a, a core of three or four players that had been together for years. This is a newer group. We saw it earlier this year. After the big win at Iowa, on the road at Iowa, we came back with a win against Georgia, who beat us last year. Very tough team, tournament team last year. We came back, followed up with a win. Can we keep that consistency of we can win a big game and still keep going because this is what's expected of us? Because this is a, it is a similar conversation, but it's not exactly the same for the men's basketball team because, men, y'all are new to this part. Y'all are very new to this party. This is not a party that y'all are accustomed to being in. Women, y'all are trying to get back to, to that level where everybody sees that red and white and is like, oh, my God, we got who on the schedule? Oh, God, we got to play them in tournament time? Why? That's that's what's going on there. So this is a question for this, this team of can you continue what we have already seen? The men's team, it's new uncharted waters for them to some degree. I don't even think in the year, I believe Keats took us to the tournament, what, his first year, or am I wrong? First year, that's correct. Even in his first year, I don't think that team was this good. I don't no. I, I don't think that team was this good. So, again, uncharted waters. The women's team, what, what are y'all going to do? This is who y'all are supposed to be. Can you walk in who you are? Or is this like a, eh, we had a good run. That's not really us. Is that is that what you're going to show us? I believe that this is who they are. Again, I don't believe that this is a trap game for the women, even going on the road, even after the big win. I don't believe that it is a trap game because Westmore does such a good job of keeping that team humble, hungry, and focused. And one thing that I find very interesting, in the first, I want to say it was um, during that stretch that we were losing and during the first part of the season, we were shooting about 26% from three, and now it's up to around 35 or 40. That's the type of stuff where I'm like, all right, wait a minute. This team is on to something. They're cooking with grease now. And again, we're getting folks back healthy. Um, we're we're hoping that River Baldwin is, is back to her usual self and able to play more minutes. Jada Boyd, same deal there. But this team looks like they're getting healthy at the right time. Looks like they're getting folks back and, and going in the right direction. I don't think this one should be close. What say you? Yeah. Very much agree. You know, we're on a three-game winning streak. Got to make it four here. It's a great opportunity to make it four. There there would be no excuse to let this one slip. This is a team that's built for games on the road like this one. Um, they're, they're conditioned for this. They're built for this. There's no reason it should be anything other than a comfortable W. Absolutely. And then after that, 
We have uh, um, we have Alyssa Kunane's good friend Kitley coming through town uh, for the uh, Play for K game, and I'm excited about that one as well. But again, we're keeping this thing focused at one game at a time. Wolfpack Nation, thank y'all so very much for coming out. Y'all make this show what it is every single time. Keep showing up for both of these teams now. You sell out every women's game. There's no doubt. I can't get a ticket on StubHub. They ain't available. They ain't nowhere to be found. You got to get a scalper outside or something if you want a ticket to those games. But show up for this men's team. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Again, the women's team, they're dominant. They're getting back to their dominant ways. They're getting back to their winning ways. The men's team, they're new to the party, but darn it, they're in the party and they're showing up in an efficient way. Let's show them some love. Let's keep showing up. Every game ain't going to be at 9 p.m., okay? Every game not going to be at 9 p.m. on the school night. So let's show up for them. Thank y'all so very much for coming out. Peace and love, y'all, as always. Go Pack. Go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 